Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll be talking to Amanda Stack and Susie Rigdon-Williams about October's Fall for the Book Festival. But first, as we normally do, a little bit about them. Amanda is the Fall for the Books media director. She grew up in the Jersey Shore area, recently graduated from GMU's Master in Fine Arts program, specializing in creative nonfiction. Her graduate thesis was a collection of personal essays about her experiences as an epileptic woman. Challenges with epilepsy informs her other jobs as well, and that is managing a creative writing workshop with the Epilepsy Foundation of Virginia. Now, Susie is the Fall for the Book Festival manager. She grew up in Connecticut, then went to Hartwick College in New York, where she earned a bachelor's in history and English, earned a master's in fine arts at GMU, and now teaches undergraduate English there. Uh, Susie also is a writer. Current focus is historical fiction set in Russia. She's also written urban fantasy and literary fiction. So, Amanda, Susie, first of all, thanks for being here. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. I uh, must admit, I am just in awe as to why I'm sitting here in this room with y'all. (laughs) Y'all. Reading this, I'm like, wow, impressive, impressive resumes. Oh, thank you. I don't get that very often. Yeah, I'm I'm like, why am I here? (laughs) So we are here to talk about the Fall for the Book uh, Festival. And some folks might be thinking, well, it's summertime, Jim, and the Fall for the Book is October, but there's never enough time to, to be ready and always good to be prepared. So when we talk about Fall for the Book, what is it? And kind of give us a little bit of information. So... First of all, I think it's never too early to talk about it because you got to have time to read all the great books. Good point. Um, Fall for the Book is a four-day literary festival based at George Mason University and locations around Northern Virginia. We partner with the Fairfax County Public Library, so we have a lot of great events that we'll um, talk about a little bit that happen there. Um, we bring in over 150 authors for, I think, last year it was about 100 events. Um, all mm. of them are free and open to the public. Wow. So. No tickets, just first come, first serve, enjoy some great literature, and meet your next favorite writer. Just show up and yeah. read or listen or and meet? Absolutely, yeah. Um, almost all of the writers do a signing afterwards. Wow. And it's really nice to meet them and speak with them a little bit, get them to sign your books. I always enjoy watching the author meet and greet right, afterwards. Right, right. I'm going to take a step back and try to talk a little bit about history or how this came about. How long has it been going and that, and that kind of thing? Well, we are about to celebrate our 20th anniversary. Wow. So next year, Fall for the Book, we'll be able to drink, essentially. <laughs> um, but as far as it started, you probably know a little bit more about that than yeah. I do. So in 1999, um, a small group of people, including our execu- executive director, Bill Miller, who actually just retired about a week ago, they decided they wanted to put something together. And that very first year, I think they had two dozen writers and over just a a day or two and and now it's grown to something much bigger um a perennial favorite in fairfax Mm -hmm. we love to see everybody come out and we've had some really incredible rock star headliners and so Stephen King was one of my favorites. Yeah, Tim yeah. O'Brien, um, he made me cry. Um, but just a lot of really, really fantastic writers from all um, parts of their career. So we have a lot of debut writers. We feature mm. MFA fellows at Mason. And then, you know, the, the Stephen Kings and mm. Neil Gaimans mm. of the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, just those guys. Just those guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but, but why the purpose, I guess? What was, I mean, 
just kind of a neat event to have, try to get together writers and authors or, I mean. To celebrate just amazing written work and to offer it in a way that is free to the community so that they can engage with such amazing, amazing artists and not have to, you know, save money to be able to come to this event. Mm-hmm. And even though we do have so many people, I feel like it is a pretty intimate environment that, you know, like the readings, you can go and engage and introduce yourself mm-hmm. and possibly even afterwards, you know, join that writing to go to another reading together. Um, so just to be able to make those connections and mm. really just celebrate literature in yeah. the best way possible. And also, we're, we're one of the oldest literary festivals in this region. Oh, wow. um, so this was formed in a time before the National Book Festival, before Gaithersburg. Mm. Um, the Virginia Festival of the Book did happen, but that was about three hours or two or three hours south. Um, so this was really creating a great literary environment in this area, something that wasn't around before mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. other than small readings now it's george mason university but but also other locations is it multiple locations throughout the county or is it just kind of one centralized place so during the week so the festival is october 10th through 13th so that's wednesday through saturday uh, wednesday through friday are primarily at george mason university so all of our headliners are there um, but we also have evening events at a bunch of fairfax county public library um, locations mm. so that's all around the region and then um, saturday is our big community day october 13th and most of the events will be in allen and sally merton hall on george mason's campus there's free parking in the Rappahannock parking deck. We have all the information on our website. Okay, so okay. See that. Um, but then we have all of our interactive children's events down at Old Town Hall um, oh, wow. because we are partnering with the City of Fairfax's Fall Festival. Oh, that's so true. There will yeah. be shuttle buses and great interactive wow. activities for kids. And now, how long has that kind of uh, been happening in conjunction, or is that from the beginning with uh, in conjunction with the City of Fairfax's event? So the partnership with this um, Fall Festival was a happy accident that happened last year. Um, It just happened to coincide. We decided to move the festival a little bit later and went, oh, no. And then we went, oh, this is fantastic, actually. (laughs) Um, So we were really thrilled about it. Okay. So it kind of helps out to get more more people in the general area to enjoy both events, I imagine. Absolutely. And are we still doing events at the Old Sheban in downtown Fairfax? Yeah. The Old Sheban, we're doing a storytelling event down there Mm, as well. So we're, we're trying to... And that's a really different environment as well, right? Certainly, um, obviously, on campus and at the library has more of an academic, more professional right, setting. Right. But like I said, if you do want to kind of get more casual and get to know more on a friendly basis with some of these speakers and writers, right. then I feel like doing it at a restaurant is a really nice way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Food and books and everything. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, who, who's, who's this for? Some, somebody listening to us right now talk about this. They love books. So is this for them? Maybe they're an aspiring author. Is this for them? Absolutely. Um, yeah, as far as the first two groups you mentioned, anyone who just loves to read that would like to meet a favorite author of theirs or even an author they hadn't read before and want to put it on their summer reading list, um, it's a great way to do that. And for upcoming writers, someone we've both graduated from the MFA program, um, just to get advice. Mm-hmm. You know, these amazing writers are here and they're for us to, you know, during the Q&A, we get to ask whatever right, we want, right. right? So if it's asking for advice about, our own journey as a writer or about our own process, that certainly for me has been by far the most valuable part of 
of being participating right. in the festival, just to get to ask them advice yeah, sure. and yeah. questions yeah. and and to make connections certainly. But for me, it's been more just getting some great writing right. and publishing advice. Right. Do you find are there certain authors that you invite or that come back every year, or is it a new crop every year? Kind of what's the mixture, I guess. Well, we definitely have writers who come back when they have new books. So for some writers, that is um, several years in a row, or we haven't had them in three or four years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have writers who we're lucky enough to snag. um, For for one year, they're on a book tour, or they're international in the state. So last year, author Mosin Hamid was one of our fantastic headliners, um, and he he, we were lucky enough that he was in the country mm. at the time, so we were able to have a, a fantastic evening with right. him. So it really depends. We yeah. love supporting a lot of local writers. Okay. Um, we have a really good ma- balance of local writers, DC Metro, and then writers from the, okay. the nation okay. as, a, as a whole. Do you have some names you could drop for things coming up this October already lined up? Oh, yes. Okay. Our he- I'm so excited about our headliners. We've been getting a lot of buzz. So Wednesday night, um, Tayari Jones, she's the author of An American Marriage, which was one of Oprah's recent book club picks. Mm -hmm. She's going to be opening up the festival. Um, It's about a wrongly accused husband going to jail and then the fallout during and after um, he's released. Really exciting. Um, Thursday, Congressman John Lewis will Mm -hmm. be coming to campus with his co-author Andrew Aiden. And they'll be talking about um, the first book in the March series um, about him growing up in rural Alabama, (laughs) meeting Dr. King, um, and his, his entree into the civil rights movement. And which is a graphic novel, so mm. a little bit different than our other headliners mm, as okay. far as the genre right, anyways. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's actually the capstone. So one of the things that I love about Fall for the Book is it's a great meeting place between the community and the students of Mason. Mm. Um, so getting them to interact and, and get to know one of each other, one another. And so this event with Congressman John Lewis is the capstone for the Mason Reads event. So all the freshmen coming into Mason get oh, a copy of this book and they talk about it in their classes oh. and then they get to come and meet um, John yeah. Lewis. So okay. that's really exciting. Friday night, Elizabeth Strout, Pulitzer Prize winning author of Olive Kitteridge and My Name is Lucy Barton, is coming to talk about Anything is Possible, which actually features the adult Lucy Barton. So it's a great uh, continuation of that. And then Saturday, the Community Day, we have two fantastic headliners. Um, Elizabeth Kostova will be in the afternoon. Most people will know her from her groundbreaking book, um, The Historian. And she's back with the new book, The Shadowland, which takes a sweeping journey through the troubled history of Bulgaria. Mm. Um, And then in the evening is Angie Thomas. She is a young adult author of just the instant New York Times bestselling book, The Hate You Give, um, which is about a teen girl who witnesses a police shooting of her friend. So really, really timely. um, And also the motion picture is going to be coming out about six days after Angie Thomas's event. So really good timing. People are very excited about all of these authors. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, and the trailer for that movie was just released within the last week. And I've watched it probably seven or eight times already and cannot wait to see this movie. I mean, even just the trailer is so moving and thought-provoking. And the the narrator, at least the way the the trailer describes it, is that she's really caught in between two identities. This identity of growing up um, in, like, a poor urban neighborhood, but then going to a private, mostly um, white Caucasian, um, private middle school or high school. Um, so just the, the conflict of her identity is so 
I don't know, almost intoxicating watching the trailer. And I cannot wait to meet the woman that created right. this character. Wow. Are authors, and, and, and I'm going to ask this question. I know it's not going to come out the right way. Some may say, well, their motivation to come do this is simply to sell their books. I think as a writer who would like to publish and sell books, <laughs> I think that's always part of it. But that's certainly not the majority of it. Um, meeting fans, talking to them. Last year, our Saturday headliner was Lev Grossman. He's the author of The Magician's Trilogy. It's a, a show on sci-fi. He spent several minutes with each person in this long line of people signing mm. books and just talking Actually to them. having a conversation, yeah. Absolutely. Diana Gabaldon came, I think, 2016. She's the author of the Fantastic Outlander series. And she must have signed books for three and a half hours wow. just talking to people. So I think, of course, selling books is important. But True. meeting fans and talking to them, and we have a lot of really dynamic pairings on panels. Um, so the authors talking to each other and oh, making neat. connections yeah, yeah, and yeah. all of that. It's really dynamic. Okay. And also, I mean, I think sometimes there's this misconception that writers, the work that we do is very solitary. We're just alone with our laptops and creating this masterpiece. But it's so much more than that. I mean, really just engaging with the other people part of this community. It's a great way for even the writers that are already so well established and published. I mean, I would imagine they're gaining a lot from this, not just selling books, but, you know, just engaging with the community. Inter there's... The ideas and the interaction. It, like you probably yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. You mentioned a, a lot of big name headliners in the past, some this year already that you've been, you've been dropping that are coming up in October. Um, these things just don't happen. Mm -hmm. are, are you guys working on this all year round? Is it, yeah, yeah, it just takes a couple of weeks to put this together. I mean, what kind of goes <laughs> into the logistics behind the scenes that folks don't see? She's doing it all year for sure, Susie is. <laughs> Yeah, so it is definitely a big process, especially getting 150. Last year we had about 180 authors. Um, so wow. the headliners start early. Um, we work with our partners um, to come up with names they think are would be really interesting for their readers and the public. So we work with the Fairfax Library Foundation, um, the George Mason friends, all of those people to get these names. But pretty much we open for submissions November 1st, so just two weeks after our festival ends. Wow. And we start to collect these names and really pick up speed, right. I'd say, about February Okay. okay. in building the schedule. Right. So a lot of partnerships, um, is there – is there are there costs in, incurred? I mean, you know, for the for putting on this festival and and how does that work? Or is everything free and donated through the the partnerships? And you might want to mention some of the other partners that you've got. Yeah, so Fall for the Book is a 501c3 nonprofit literary arts organization. So we're run solely on donations. Gotcha. Um, we have a lot of fantastic partners. Uh, I mentioned a couple of names that support the events that support um, the general operating. Um, but one of the things that we're really interested in is, is building more bridges with the community. So um, if your listeners are interested in getting involved, we have a friends program okay. with the festival. Um, and so donating monthly or once a year, you get some pretty awesome perks like tickets yeah. to VIP receptions. Oh, yes. Yeah, really rubbing, what is it, rubbing elbows? Yes. <laughs> is that the phrase? <laughs> rubbing elbows with Pulitzer Prize winning authors. I mean, just being able to schmooze with these amazing writers. And especially, I mean, it happens at the end of the festival. So people are 
you know, want to cut loose yeah, a little bit, yeah. right? Like the reading's been done, the <laughs> pressure's off their shoulders, so they're ready to, to make friends, right? Um, that was by far the, like, highlight of my experience working oh, wow. with them yeah. last year was being able to attend this reception. Oh, cool. So that, that's one of the major perks. Um, if you're interested, you can go to fallforthebook.org slash friends. Okay. Um, this year, we're also, we've started a support a writer fund because one of the things, um, Fall for the Book is one of the very few festivals that um, supports authors in their travel um, funding. Hmm. And so for a lot of writers... Um, that can be a big barrier to going and meeting new audiences and connecting. So we like to lower those barriers so everybody um, can can meet new writers and come to Northern Virginia. Um, and so if you're interested in the Supporter Writer Fund, we have all the information on the website. But that goes directly to helping the authors get here by plane, train, or automobile. Mm, okay. And are there also a need for volunteers? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And also another really great way to be able to make connections with these writers. I mean, you could be volunteering and setting up the book sale table where people will be doing their signings. Um, so, I mean, again, being to volunteer is a great, great way to make connections and have just a one-on-one -on -one conversation with some of these um, really well-established writers. Mm. And also also to, I mean, certainly to um, connect more with uh, with George Mason and our community um, as part of the program. Mm -hmm. So uh, for volunteers, more information, and you mentioned the website for the uh, for the donations or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but just the general website is there a phone number as well that folks could volunteer, get more information, et yeah, cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, so emailing volunteers at fallforthebook.org. Um, you can call 703-993-3986. That's Kara Oakleaf. She's the festival director, her phone number. Um, but basically, we're looking for volunteers um, to do a lot of things to help, as Amanda said, facilitate events and signings. Um, if you're interested in introducing some of these authors, we're always oh, wow. looking for that. Um, sometimes some a little bit of author transportation if you're interested. Mm. So there are a lot of different opportunities during the festival week itself, but also before the festival. If you volunteer at a school or, or work with people and want to help us maybe get some materials out to let families know or your individual community know, we'd love to work with you. Okay. And you certainly don't need to be available for the entire festival to okay. volunteer, even if you have a limited schedule. And volunteer for a few hour block or half a yeah. day or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is there a crunch time for your publicity that, that you're really going to start heavily marketing and, and trying to get the word out or, or is, is it kind of just throughout the year kind of thing? Um, definitely pretty much now through the festival. Uh, okay. it'll, it'll pick up, I think, August, September, leading up to the festival. You'll, you might see us at a couple of farmer's markets around the area okay. handing out programs okay. and, and things like that. But, yeah, as soon as we have our information, we like to yeah. send it out. Well, and I guess another way for folks to volunteer is uh, help spread the information, maybe through their homeowners association, their civic group, some of their you know other associations and things like that. So again, they can go to fallforthebook.org or call seven zero three nine nine three three nine eight six. Absolutely. Get more information that kind of yep. thing. And please, please um, like or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. And also we just made a Snapchat as well. Mm. Um, but daily we're putting up updates about um, authors that will be at the festival this year, interviews that they're doing, podcasts that they're featured on, um, anything like that. So um, if you do follow us, you will see daily updates about these authors to mark your calendar if there's one that instantly kind okay. of 
um, you're attracted to. And is that uh, fall for the book on yep. all the social channels? Just <laughs> yep, fall exactly. for the book? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how much time we have, but about about to run out. So I was getting ready to say any final thoughts or words or anything that you want to throw out. Yes. Um, two quick things. We have a really great pro- partnership with the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute and are doing several cool events um, through them. So I would look at their catalog for the fall. You'll see some events about um, spies, the tragedy of Benedict Arnold, um, pain in the piano. So growing up with rheumatoid rheumatoid arthritis and hmm. playing the piano, and then also some ecotourism things. Oh. And last, we are really, really proud. This year is the inaugural year of our Institute for Immigration Research New American Voices Prize, celebrating immigrant writing. Hmm. Um, we have a lot of information about that on the website. We will be announcing the three finalists soon. Um, oh, okay, and cool. all three finalists will be coming to the festival. Wow. So it sounds like new things are being added. And I was going to say uh, last 10 seconds or 15 seconds. I mean, looking ahead to the future, I mean, bigger, brighter, better, more? I mean, what's what, what can you see down the road? As long as people are wanting to attend the festival, we're definitely going to keep it growing and yeah. keep strengthening it yeah. 100%. Um, and and don't just don't miss it. Um, there's so many events that you can attend within that four-day period. You've got to have an hour or two that's free to come see some amazing writers. So please don't miss it this October. Mm. Susie, final thought? Oh, just uh, our phrase, just read on. Read on. <laughs> Great way to end. Susie, Amanda, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. We've been talking with Amanda Stack and Susie Rigdon-Williams about the uh, Fall for the Book Festival, which takes place October 10th through 16th at George Mason University, as well as a couple of other places. Again, if you'd like more information, visit fallforthebook.org or call 703-993-3986. You can also find them on numerous social channels, so be sure to like and follow, etc. Also, if you want to find more county old adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, you can dial 703-324-7948. That's Monday through Friday. Or go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. When you're on that webpage, you can also subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper, as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. Thanks again for listening to the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.